0: Please be aware that this is for professional investors only. Happy New Year and welcome to the first NAM talks of 2023. Before we go for any further, um, please be aware that if you do have questions, you can always contact us via our corporate email, which is funds at nordir.com. Right. Today's topic is titled Standing Strong in the Face of Uncertainty. Now, not that any of you will need reminding, but um, we're clearly continuing to face a period of tremendous market volatility, which is making investment decisions all the more tricky. With that as background, we thought it would be useful to take you through some investment solutions, which we feel have the potential to address some of the biggest issues facing investors today. And for that, I'm joined by our head of advisory, Carlo Fazzanotti. Good morning, Carlo. Good morning, Paul. Nice to be here. Nice to see you too. Now then, for the sake of the conversation this morning, um, what we've done is we've broken down the current macroeconomic situation into three main elements, which um, we feel represent the largest challenges investors are facing right now. So those three is is basically the first one is high inflation. The the second one is uh, rising interest rates. And the third one is the risk of global recession. Now, I think you'd agree with me, Carlo, that it's virtually impossible to judge right now which of these factors will drive markets in 2023. But that said, we feel that we have options that can help position investors um, against all three risks at the same time. So how do you want to go and take us through this? Uh, Because, you know, we have solutions in in equity, we have solutions in bond space, um, as well as multi-assets, right?
1: Yeah, that's right, Paul. What I thought I'd do is cover each of these three asset classes in turn. Uh, Then we run through them and I'll explain how each solution addresses the headwinds you just mentioned.
0: Okay, that sounds great. Where do you want to start?
1: Yeah, Paul, I thought we would kick off with equities. So, solution number one would be our global stable equity strategy. Now, this strategy has a very long track record, having been launched in January 2006. I should also point out at this stage that it's the same managers running this strategy as back at launch 17 years ago. Now, This strategy has a process that favors high quality companies, which is important when it comes to rising inflation. That's because high quality companies often have strong brands, pricing power, and market leading positions. This means they're well positioned to maintain steady profits regardless of inflation because they can pass on higher costs to their consumer. So That's that's point number one. Coming to your second challenge in terms of rising interest rates, valuations can play a crucial role in helping protect an equity portfolio. Having a value bias is important because value stocks tend to be, uh, let's say, um, dependent on long-term cash flows compared to growth tilted and more expensive companies. So, How does this really relate to the Global Stable Equity Strategy? Well, part of the bottom-up investment process is seeking out attractively valued companies as one of the underlying criteria for inclusion in the portfolio. This in turn means the strategy has lower sensitivity to interest rate changes, which is quite important. That's point number two dealt with. Finally, uh, looking at the third challenge you highlighted, which was the risk of recession. Now, the bottom-up stock selection process also tends to result in holding companies that are less cyclical than others, with lower exposure to fundamental risks, they offer more stable earnings, growth and dividends, and even in stressed markets. That gives the added comfort during drawdowns in the equity markets.
0: That sounds great. So, I think you also have some examples to back up what you've been telling us.
1: Yes, that's right, I do. So, let's have a look at the numbers. If we take a look at the growth of stable branded consumer names, so today I've brought with me the cases of Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, and Johnson & Johnson from the 70s to the 80s, we can see that they consistently grew above CPI and real earnings levels during what was a period of very high inflation. This is just one time period, but it shows how these names tend to outperform in inflationary times, and we're pretty confident that these characteristics will continue to hold true in the future as well. The second piece of evidence is a comparison of the strategy's performance over the past calendar year compared to the main asset classes, in other words, global equities and government bonds. As you can see, we have drawdowns across the board, and although this portfolio is slightly negative uh, territory, it easily outperformed the other alternatives. Finally, we have this chart here, which shows how the earnings and dividends growth of the global stable equity strategy Clearly outpaces broader global equities over the long term. To summarize, if you're looking for stability in equities, we believe the global stable equity strategy brings you the companies that are positioned to succeed in challenging conditions based on the factors I've just outlined.
0: Okay, perfect. Uh, thanks for that, Carlo. I guess. It would make sense to look at the fixed income space and see what we have to offer on that side again in terms of the three main challenges that we foresee for investors
1: in 2023 absolutely that makes sense when it comes to bonds we feel that our cover bonds family is a solid base for any fixed income asset allocation now of course as in any asset class fixed income is always challenged by inflation what this means is that during Uh, periods of uh, inflation, one of the few ways to achieve strong performance in your fixed income allocation is through, obviously, alpha generation. Uh, Here at Nordea, we have a hugely experienced team whose active approach has been extremely successful at generating alpha in what is a highly liquid but relatively inefficient market. So alpha generation is key to counter increases in interest rates and the associated drop in bond prices. The second point is fairly straightforward in the fixed income fixed income space because interest rate risk can be addressed by adjusting duration. So to this end, within this cover bond uh, family, we offer two strategies with low duration. One with standard duration, so really the choice lays with the investor as to whether they want longer duration exposure or not. And the final question is whether an economic slowdown poses a threat to cover bonds. Well, No, not really. History tells us that this is one of the safest asset classes in the market. And what do I mean by that? Well, no cover bond has defaulted in the last 200 years. I'll just say that, again, cover bonds have been around for more than two centuries and there's never been a credit event in the whole of that time. Obviously, a limited default risk is crucial for facing any potential uh, economic slowdown.
0: Nice. Okay. As before, I see that you've um, brought along some proof points to show us today, so why don't you take us through those now?
1: Yes, Paul, so sure, let's have a look at the numbers. As I mentioned before, we have three dedicated uh, strategies and this is uh, a unique asset class, all of which offer uh, uh, safety while generating alpha. Uh, The bars show the average annual alpha for each fund. Considering the high level of safety, the outcome is quite impressive, especially for the European Covered Bond opportunity strategy.
0: Wow, you're not wrong. Just to be sure, um, those are retail share classes you're showing, are they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to the next point, remember, I touched on the fact that we have three versions of the underlying strategy. Well, two of our cover bonds hedge their duration, offering a degree of protection against interest rate risk. So, what we're showing you here is the average fund performance of the cover bond opportunity strategy in both a rising and falling interest rate environment. As you can see, the interest rate sensitivity is extremely low. The last point to mention is that European cover bonds are issued by strictly regulated financial institutions with high levels of seniority, double protection, and preferred regulatory treatment. From an investor safeguard perspective, they are basically comparable to the insured deposits on your personal bank account. We already touched on uh, the 200 years no default feature of the asset class and when you really dive into what this is the case, uh, why this is the case, there's really isn't uh, much need to, to worry about default risk in a case of a slowdown.
0: Great. So, our third asset class is multi-assets. So let's turn to that now. Um, what are you going to tell us about in this space?
1: Well, I wanted to talk a bit uh, about our Alpha family.
0: Good. So how many members are there in the Alpha family?
1: There are three members to the Alpha family.
0: Sounds a bit like Goldilocks. Goldilocks and the three bear market solutions. <laughs> Go on then. Tell us a bit about them.
1: Sure thing. So these three solutions all focus on absolute return. So how do they do that? Well, the portfolio management team combine different types of risk premium, with the aim of achieving the target return in all market conditions, including scenarios with high inflation. And I'll show you how that's played out in just a minute. The difference between them is the so-called risk budget and associated potential return. So the Alpha 7 is the, let's say, most conservative, then the Alpha 10, and then finally, the Alpha 15 multi-asset strategy. On the interest rate side, their low sensitivity is key. Uh, they are highly diversified, flexible portfolios and as such are designed to be decorrelated to the market environment over time. The same is true in when navigating a potential economic slowdown as again, they have low sensitivity, in other words, a low beta to equity markets. This is a pretty com- pretty compelling uh, in our opinion.
0: Okay, as before, numbers don't lie. So um, let's have a look at the alpha family and why we're saying that they have uh, this such an attractive risk-return profile.
1: Right, so first of all, what we've done here is given an illustration of what would happen if an investor allocates, let's say, 10% of their portfolio to the Alpha 10. As you can see, when we compare this uh, traditional blend of just equity and fixed income, portfolio optimization clearly improves. That's to say the risk-return ratio becomes more attractive. Now I wanted to show you how, for example, the Alpha 10 strategy has outperformed uh, the German Bund both in up and down markets over the last 10 years. Uh, This data is, by the way, from uh, June 2012 to June 2022. What you can see here is that regardless of the fluctuation in interest rates, we have a clear outperformance over time. Finally, the same goes for the fear of an economic slowdown which typically has a negative impact on the equity market. What we've done here is take that same chart to show you how the Alpha 10 strategy has performed against uh, the global equity space, in other words, the MSCI world. As you can see, it has proven to offer effective protection during drawdowns in the equity markets, while at the same time uh, being able to participate in upside moves. All this makes the Alpha family ideal for the current uncertain market environment in, in our view.
0: Yeah, exactly, that, that makes sense. So, uh, three options worth taking a look at for our audience in the Alpha family, as well, of course, as the options um, for your equity and fixed income portfolios. Right, what we've done now is we've pulled this all together into an overview uh, for for the viewers. So again, we've got the the main challenges across the, the top here and then the three asset classes that we've discussed this morning over on the left hand side. So if we see higher inflation, then you'll want to seek out solutions with high quality names on the equity side, alpha generating bond managers for fixed income, and absolute return multi-asset funds. Should we be looking at rising interest rates and or they continue to persist, then look to value-oriented uh, equity-style solutions, low-duration bonds, and multi-asset offerings with a low sensitivity to interest rates. And then finally, the last column here, if we're facing a, an economic slowdown, it's worth getting exposure to less cyclical companies in the equity space, and also search out fixed income funds that will avoid default risk. And then on the multi-asset side, consider solutions that give you low beta to the equity markets. Right, perhaps now would be a good time to take a look at the key takeaways from today's conversation, and then I'll ask you if you have anything else to add, Carlo, if that's good for you. Yep.
1: That that sounds good to me.
0: Great. So the main takeaways today then, building a solid foundation in a portfolio is critical for investors to survive the current perfect storm. We can provide investors with solutions well-positioned to tackle the three main challenges of this storm. So again, high inflation, rising interest rates, and the upcoming economic slowdown. And whether you're looking to defend and improve your equity, fixed income, or multi-asset exposure, our solutions can support you in creating a solid and strong core for your portfolio.
1: So those are the three takeaways. Did you have anything to add, Carlo? Yeah, you mentioned a couple of times the word solid. I think that solidity really is key here. Solidity is what investors need to build to protect their portfolio right now. This means that they will be better positioned for any potential scenario that will unfold in the months ahead. And just to wrap up, I would just say that no matter what kind of investor you are, we're here to help you to build a strong and solid response to core for your equity, fixed income and multi-asset solution.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks again so much for joining us this morning, Carlo. Before we sign off, if you're looking for more information on our views and investment solutions, please do go and visit nordiaassetmanagement.com. That's it for January. I look forward to seeing you next month.